Hello. And welcome back to the Antisocial Book Club. Thanks for being here with us, our antisocial bookies. Yes, joining us again. Join us again. Um, so we have a pretty good book in line for you guys today. Mm -hmm. We're pretty excited about it. Um, lots of conversation. But before that, do you want to do another icebreaker? Yes, I would love that. I feel like I need to get get situated, get get ready, get mind ready. So let's talk about our favorite food. So Kelsey, what would you say is your favorite food? I would say my favorite food is chips and queso. That's a pretty good one. Because there is no limit to the amount of chips and queso that I can eat. I love that. And I just love it so much. And I love it when restaurants give it to you for free. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I go to those restaurants. It's like I get free chips and queso. Where's your favorite chips and queso from? Ugh, that's really hard. I like Ted's, which is a Mexican restaurant in Oklahoma. They do have good queso. And like I said, it's free, so. And they give you all the tortillas and mm -hmm. all the, they have like the, this the relish stuff. Yeah. Yes. All and the things. free tapapillas. All the things. So for everyone who's in Oklahoma, I don't know if they have other places, but go to Ted's. Go to Ted's. They will Hint hook down. you up. Yeah. But then I also, I'm, I will eat queso from anywhere. Yeah. So I'm really not. I really enjoy Torchy's queso too. Oh my gosh. I love Torchy's queso. So you might have a Torchy's <gasps> in your area. If you do. Love it. Queso. Yes. Because they, don't they put like the guacamole in the queso? I think so. And then you mix it all together. For a long time, I didn't know that's what it was. I just knew it was goodness. It's so good. Yes. I forgot I, about torchies. I, I love torchies. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love torchies. I do too. Ugh. I want some tacos. I know. Same. That's my favorite food. What is your favorite food, Martina? Uh, well... I was just gonna say Mexican food in general is my favorite, but you've already kind of went that route. Um, so my second favorite would probably be like burgers. I do love burgers. Or as Jamal and I like to call, burgies. <laughs> we eat burgies at least <laughs> once a week. Um, so our top burgie places. Obviously. Right now we've been um, hooked on Five Guys. Love Five Guys. Especially with their Cajun fries. Yes. And, and you then, get the extra cheese there. Uh, you can get extra cheese at Johnny's too. And I love Johnny's. Johnny's is also good. I think that's only an Oklahoma thing. But they have grated cheese. Yes. So I feel like it's it really like adds up. To the cheese And factor. if you take a bite, there's like a thick layer of mm -hmm. cheese. I just love cheese. Yeah, it's Something pretty that, good. I guess if we boil this down and go to the root, I guess cheese would be my favorite food. Yeah, queso. Uh, yeah, I love cheese. It's very good. It's so good. It is really good. Oh man, you stole my favorite. But second favorite, definitely burgies. Maybe we should have this conversation. I am more of a, if I go to a more like a fast food chain, it's gonna be Whataburger for me, but Kelsey is an In N Out person. I do, but In N Out, we don't have them here. Yeah. They're only, the only close one is like in Dallas. Mm -hmm. That being said, I would totally drive to Dallas just to get an In N Out burger. <laughs> I just love them, and I love their fries. I know that's controversial. Some people don't like their fries, but I love them. I only like the fries if you get them animal style mm -hmm. have you ever tried the animal style i have and i like them that way too and if you're wondering what is that it's like i don't even know how to describe it it's like some kind of like special what? sauce I kind think, of thing yeah i'm not really sure what's actually on it <sighs> yeah it's a mystery but it's delicious you should still order and you also get your burger like that too yeah i think when i get my burger animal style though it's too much so i think i have to have like regular burger Animal style fries. Yeah. I do, but I also like Whataburger. Whataburger is I mean, good. I did live in Texas for two years, and they take their Whataburger very, very seriously. I, yes. 
I understand that. Like, it's, it's intense down there. It is intense. Anyway, now I'm hungry. I know, me too. I need something. So let's get into this book. Sorry yes. about our food, food rage, but um, yeah, it's around lunchtime right now. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be talking about Little Fires Everywhere. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this book. Um, before we get going, I think we kind of need to have a disclaimer. Kelsey, what do you think? Yes, definitely. Um, before you think about reading this book, it's has a lot of controversial topics in it and we don't want to give any spoilers away right now yeah i'd say they're like sensitive topics yeah they're very like people sensitive. tend to be very opinionated about the topics that the book discusses exactly and so i think before we get started like we just need to let our listeners know out there that we know that everyone is entitled to their own opinions mm -hmm. um we have our own opinions on on those topics um, but that's just our opinions. We know that you guys have your own thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of the books, a lot of the stuff this book talks about is kind of privilege, mm -hmm. racism. Abortion. Class differences. That's what I'm talking about up front that, like, I come from kind of like a privileged place in society. And so. Absolutely. I understand that I am not, like, the spokesperson for underprivileged people. So Same. I just want to put that out there as well of, like, this is our life experiences. Like, we're going to try to do our best to, like, give the full picture. Try not to be biased. Yes. Um, but I, I'm the same way. So we're just two white girls. Yes, so we know that we are not. Yeah authorities on any of these topics yes none of so these so we're things. just going to talk about how they impacted us yeah and our thoughts on it yeah but again everyone's entitled to their own thoughts mm -hmm. so okay you ready to get started i am okay let's do this so little fires everywhere by celeste ing i say that right mm -hmm. celeste ing what a beautiful name Anyway, she is the author of Little Fires Everywhere, and she also has another novel called mm. Everything I Never Told You. Ooh. So I kind of want to read that Sounds as well. enticing. I know. And the cover looks really mysterious. cool. And mysterious. Um, but Little Fires Everywhere was published in 2017. Uh, Celeste grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and... Shaker Heights, Ohio, which we're going to get into that mm -hmm. a little bit later. So I thought that was pretty interesting to know that she grew up in Shaker Heights. Um, she graduated from Harvard with her MFA um, and from the University of Michigan. Um, and she won the Hopwood Award with that as well when she was mm -hmm. there. I'm not really sure what that is, but it's an award. Go useless thing. Like yeah, that's awesome. All the awards. Very cool. Um, her fiction and some of the essays that she's written have appeared in the New York Times, One Story, The Guardian, Triquarterly, and elsewhere. And she is the recipient of the Pushcart Prize and the Fellowship from the National Endowment of Arts. Wow. So that is pretty much... Um, Celeste Ng. I got all this information off her website. So if you want to know more about her, it's just celesteing.com um, and it's got her other books on there. Uh, I think she does events and things like that. So you hmm. can see um, maybe if she's in your area, you can go take a listen. So, Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. She sounds like a very interesting person. I know, especially after reading this book. I'm like, how do you come up with all these different. I know. And the different stories intertwining. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, here's the summary of Little Fires Everywhere. This is also from Celestine.com. Oh, perfect. So it's a helpful place. Yes. In Shaker Heights, a placid, progressive suburb of Cleveland, everything is planned. From the layout of the winding roads, to the colors of the houses, to the successful life its residents will go on to lead. And no one embodies this spirit more than Elena. Elena, right? Or is it Elena? I think that's up for debate. I've been pronouncing it 
Elena. Okay, I'll go. That's probably right. No one plays the spirit more than Elena Richardson, whose guiding principle is playing by the rules. Enter Mia Warren, an enigmatic artist and single mother who arrives in this idyllic bubble with her teenage daughter Pearl and rents a house from the Richardsons. Soon Mia and Pearl become more than tenants. All four Richardson children are drawn to the mother-daughter pair, but Mia carries with her a mysterious past and a disregard for the status quo that threatens to upend this carefully ordered community. When old family friends of the Richardsons attempt to adopt a Chinese-American baby, a custody battle erupts that dramatically divides the town and puts Mia and Ellen and Elena, I can't do it, <laughs> Elena, Elena, on, office, on opposing sides, suspicious of Mia and her motives, Elena is determined to uncover the secrets in Mia's past, but her obsession will come at an unexpected and devastating cost. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yes. Um. I oh, mean, I can't wait to talk about it. I know, me too. We won't give any spoilers yet. We'll tell you when to hit yes. that pause button. Yes. So next we have some Amazon reviews. Ooh, before we get into that, can I give a bookmark really quick? Yes, of course. Okay. So just a reminder, bookmarks are just like where we kind of pause and there's like some fun facts. Bookmarks. Put a bookmark in it. Um, so this was Amazon's number two book for fiction in 2017. Wow. So I'm excited to hear the reviews on this. Yeah. Because definitely. it was number two on Amazon. Hmm. Very Amazon is taking over the world and they're number two. I think they already have taken over the world. Yeah. But I love it. It's fine. Whatever. Okay, so what are our Amazon reviews? So overall, this got 4.3 out of 5 stars. Hmm. And that's with 7,024 ratings. Okay. Overall. Interesting. So 62% gave it 5 stars, 20% gave it 4 stars, 9% gave it 3 stars, and 4% gave it 2 stars, and 4% gave it 1 star. I will say I'm kind of surprised that even though it was like number 2, that has a 4.3 star rating. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that 20% gave it four stars. Yeah. And going through the reviews, so I noticed that a lot of them were very long. Mm-hmm. A lot like of Like, people wrote a ton, which makes sense of the book that had so much in it. It really... There's so many details. Something about this book that kind of, like, threw me was everything seemed like... There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, at first, like, oh, this is where the book is going to go. And then it shifted. It was like, oh, this is where the book is going to go. And it was like, oh, no, this is <laughs> where the book is going to go. <laughs> and so it just covered so much. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that long. But they talked about so many things. So many things. And every character had, like, a very complex story. Even, like, minor characters. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of attention was paid to them. And I love that. I love that you got the background on the background characters. Mm -hmm. I just really filled in the gaps. Yes. Mm -hmm. I liked it too. Okay. So there's one of those five star ones. Like I said, these are pretty long. These are like the shortest ones mm -hmm. that I could find. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see them. Okay. So this one, five out of five stars. Everything I expected and more. Mm. I gave this book a five star because of how it intertwined. Oh my God, guys. I forgot that this is <laughs> what we just said. I gave this book a five-star review because of how it intertwined all the lives of the characters and how it was so deep and light at exactly the right moments. I loved how even the characters you felt were doing wrong, per se, still had a way of making you feel for them and making you understand from their point of view. I didn't like how I wanted more. I wanted everyone to find out the truth and that to unfold as well, but the ending leaves a lot for the imagination. I would love, love, love a part two to this book. Anyone can read and enjoy. Definitely good for women and daughter book club, women in general, especially if you have children or want them or want them one day. It just opens up your mind to maybe the type of parent you want to be and need to be. I love that. I love all the things about that comment. Um, especially about like all the details that we just talked about mm -hmm. uh, with all the characters. But uh, it does leave a lot for the imagination. It does, but I kind of like that. See, I'm with this person. Like, I need to know <laughs> what happens. Sometimes I like, with the ending, everything not to end perfectly, mm -hmm. and kind of like you decide what happens, which we'll talk about more later, but... I was sad when it ended. Me too. I was I needed, really sad. I needed some and more. I like how they say, so like, even characters you don't really like, it helps 
like understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Especially I felt like with um, like Elena and Lexi, I had the hardest time with those two. Mm-hmm. Really liking them. Yeah. But you still feel for them. But you I get them. the person says like you still are like well in their mind. This is what's going on. Yes, definitely. Okay, another five star review. So there's a lot playing here, and there's a lot of play here. Race, class, value of art and society, but what struck me the most was the study of motherhood. What it means to be a mother, especially the mother of a daughter. Ng's novel is a rich tapestry in which a number of fleshed out characters are woven. I found myself not only touched by the subject matter, but her prose. Highly recommend. And I agree. Yeah, I would highly recommend this as well. And so there again is just kind of explaining all the, all kind of the background of it, all where it could be controversial. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk more about that. Something that I liked about her writing style was like her use of the view of the narrator. Because mm-hmm. I felt like the narrator like almost knew like all the past and the present. Because mm-hmm. there would be comments of, like after like the whole Lexi party thing and like she left oh, Pearl. Yeah. Like instead of making us like go like the next day and hearing mm-hmm. all that, it was kind of just like said to us like a really interesting way of explaining like in the moment what's gonna happen tomorrow. I almost which forgot I, about that. I've, I love that. Which I've like never read a book like that. And then other places I think they talked towards the end, it talked about like how like Elena, like in the mm-hmm. future, would always wonder about this, or like how Mia would always wonder about this. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the narrator knows, like the whole timeline of their lives, which I thought was really interesting. That is real. I I did love that part. Like, I, I really like that aspect of her style. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, I'm thinking of a four star review. So quick read, good story is the title. So they said, I would have given this book five stars after reading the first third of the book, but got bogged down on Mia's section. Too much detail about her past, chapters were so long, and there were several. I just wanted to get on with the main story. Also, the custody issue. As a social worker, the judge does look at what is in the best interest of the child, but the birth mother and father have a time frame and make every possible effort to find them. A person doesn't just drop her baby at a firehouse and fireman who works there and adopt the baby. There are legal issues here, but I always say it's... But I always say it's only a book. Characters are well are well developed. The only unlikable character was Elena, very mean spirited. Pearl had a connection with all four kids, but book certainly had shadings of the step for wives. Will I read this author's other book? Probably. Okay. I so I wanted to bring this one because I kind of agree mm-hmm. a little bit about Mia's story being like super long and taking up a lot of time. Like I understand why we needed that information, but it did feel a little bit long. See, I disagree with that. I really, I was going to say, I really loved how they went really deep into her backstory because even though it did diverge from the main storyline for quite a bit, it was, it was a long time. It was a few chapters. It was a few chapters, but I really think I was able to grasp more of where Mia was coming from. True. And understand, um the thoughts she was having, like the choices that she made, um, even her art, like with her art style. Um, I personally loved it, but I can understand how it could be too much for somebody. Yeah. I just, it's like the details. Like we don't really need this. Mm-hmm. You just tell us what's going on. But that also could have been like a, why it's good because I just wanted to find out. Yeah. Like how this was connected to Pearl and the picture. Yes. So, yeah. Something else, I brought this one up because, like, as a social worker, which we've both kind of been mm-hmm. in that Korea area place, yes. I thought this was a good point of, like, the book, and I don't know how it was in, like, the 1990s. Mm-hmm. I, like, we probably are more, like, forgiving as a society now. Like, we understand more about people's trauma and how that affects mm-hmm. them as parents now. But the book was very, like, black and white either. She goes with these people or she goes with these people. Speaking about, like, Mei Ling. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was one brings up the point of, like, the judge wouldn't just give... Like, they would give yeah. her some time, the mom time. To work to a really, plan. Yeah, and... like, to work things out. 
to like get on our feet. Like maybe Maribel slash May Lane could stay mm -hmm. with what were their names? The McCullers? Yeah. Stay yeah. with them for the time being until like she gets on her feet and everything. So yeah. Yeah, that's a hard kind of a hard place. And we'll get into more of that later. Um but yeah, it's 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 very different than kind of what it is today, because as we said, you know, um, there's, there is a lot of processes to go through, but mm -hmm. back then we just didn't have the kind of laws and rules and things like that. But yeah, yeah. I have a lot of feelings about that. Me too. Okay. So then finally our one star review. So I read the entire book, but was sorry I did. Mia was made to be a hero, but I have no idea why. She was lost and confused as Mrs. Richardson. Not only were the characters unrealistic, the same could be said for the storyline. What? Yeah. And I disagree. I don't feel like either of them were made out to be a hero. No. I feel like they were made out to be very different people that came from like very different lives mm -hmm. and had a very different perspectives on what makes a good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anybody was a hero in the story. There is a lot of villainry, mm -hmm. if you could say. Yes. More villain than hero. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our Amazon reviews. Okay. So, that's what other people are thinking. I love that. About the book. So, bookmark really quick. This book, it has a total of... Let me get to it. Flipping through the book now. Has a total of 338 pages. So it's really not that long. It's really not. And they, she put a jam pack full details mm -hmm. in 338 pages, which I am pretty impressed with. Me too. I really liked her style. I did too. And her writing. I just loved everything about this. And when you first mentioned it, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to read it, but this really blew me out of the water. Uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I really liked it. So definitely recommend. If you're mm -hmm. thinking about this book, definitely do it. Uh, it's got a lot of good things in it. So let's talk about something exciting that I'm excited about. Guys, guys, if you have not heard, this is being made into a miniseries yes. on Hulu by Reese Witherspoon. I'm so excited. I'm I'm pumped. And its release date is March 18th. Which is soon. So very soon. That's like, we don't have to wait. Away. Yeah, we don't have to wait very long. Yes. And it's going to be here. I'm excited. I'm pumped. And like I'm, you said... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say, like you said, Elena is Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And Mia's going to be Carrie Washington. So we have two big name. Yes. Two big name people mm -hmm. um, in in this uh, mini series. Um, you can go to imdb.com and it'll give you like the full list mm -hmm. of the cast. But some other people, some big name people. Well, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, I don't know if you know this, but I, Jesse Williams is going to be in this, and he is going to play Joe Ryan. I'm excited. I am excited about this. I think he's just super cute anyway. He is. Sorry, Jamal. Um, <laughs> his eyes. They his just, eyes are dreamy. They just, like, you look at them and you're lost. And then he's also on Grey's Anatomy, and we love Grey's Anatomy. Yes. And so I just know I'm already going to love him in this. Yes. And Joshua Jackson is going to be Bill Richardson. Oh, okay. There any Dawson's Creek people out there. I've never watched that. I haven't either, but I know people take it very seriously. Maybe we should watch that sometime. I'd be down. Okay. So I think he'll be a good Mr. Richardson. And, and then, then a lot of the people I liked, like a lot of the kids, I'd never seen them in anything, which I like. Yeah. Because I think that makes it more realistic. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be, I think this is going to be a big show. And I think this is really going to get their foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Um with just that kind of career. So if you want the full cast list, definitely go to imbd.com um, yes. to look at those. You can see um, how many episodes they're gonna be in, which I thought was pretty cool. 
Um, and then also it'll give them a little background on that. But definitely excited about Reese Witherspoon. I know, she's done it again. And Carrie Washington for all those scandal people out there. I'm excited to see her play someone that feels like very different from Olivia Pope on Scandal. I am too. I, I feel like Olivia Pope, I'll be honest. I know everyone thinks she's great. I didn't really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the I beginning, liked, she was great. Yes, yeah, so in the beginning, I loved her. And I was like, wow, she's someone that we should all be. And as the show continued, I wasn't a fan. But I like Carrie Washington. So I'm excited to see her play someone who seems really different from... But I think she'll do good because I think, like, as we saw with Carrie Washington in Scandal, she puts a lot of her emotions in there. And I think with... Mia, she's got this is a very emotional book, like her background. There's a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna see that really play out good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And of course, Reese Witherspoon, we love you. Yes. Yes. Love Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I said it right this time. <laughs> Check out episode one. <laughs> Sorry, Reese. <laughs> anyway, back to at the rabbit hole. Um, let's go into our thoughts. Okay. Are you ready for that? Yes. You want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do some discussions on it. Okay. So first one. So the fate of Maribel slash Mei Ling is central to the book. If you were the judge in the case, who would you choose to parent the young girl? Okay. Before I answer, because I'm very excited to answer this, maybe you should pause to read the book and then come back. Yes. Yeah, spoilers ahead. Spoilers Ahoy. If you haven't read it, stop, go read it, and then come back. Very quickly. But yes, we'll be waiting here for you. Yes. Okay, continuing on. Who the judge should have put Mei Ling slash Mirabelle with. This is hard for me, especially as a social worker. Like, I have these moments as a social worker Um where you want one fate of the child to be to be with one person but you know at the end of the day that a parent is a parent and no matter what um like even if somebody adopts you like there's that a parent is parents it's your dna it's your culture um and that's what they taught us a lot um i used to work for the department of human services here in oklahoma and that's the biggest thing that they really stressed on is um, is family culture and just family in general. Um, and we don't want children to lose that. And especially in this situation where uh, Mei Ling slash Mirabella, she had Asian roots. Mm-hmm. And the Bacalas were white. So it was a struggle because you really want her to stay with the Bacalas just because... You know, she obviously will probably have an easier life um, because they do come from money. They do love her very, very much. But Mei Ling is her mom. Um, yeah. Even though she is struggling, um, that doesn't make her a bad person. Um, mm-hmm. And also, Kelsey, I don't know about you, but like I was always taught too, like to look for the little things that parents do, even though if they do mess up, look for the little things to see where they were trying to make good choices mm-hmm. and when uh bb left mailing at the fire station like she was honestly even though she abandoned her she was trying to do the yeah. best for her I mean, that was like to use a phrase like a lot of protective capacity yes protective to drop her off yes because i think at that point she was just like at her end she couldn't feed her like this is not safe yeah and i need to get her someplace safe which shows a lot of like being a mother Mm -hmm. and doing anything to keep them safe Mm -hmm. even if it's gonna hurt you exactly and yeah i agree so like in my job i work with parents who like have been able to come back Mm -hmm. either like the child was removed or like there was a referral made and now we're working with the parent to help them and so like a lot of my job is like helping people like bb get back Mm -hmm. on their feet and like helping them with parenting and helping them understand like how to keep their kids safe and so for me like i saw like one mom in particular like i really saw in bb and mm-hmm. i know like that that mom is working so hard mm-hmm. to like keep her children and like she really wants 
to be their mom. Mm -hmm. And I and coming up with we've always been taught is like par poverty is not like a safety concern. Exactly. Like just because someone maybe doesn't have the resources, that doesn't mean they aren't able to be a fit parent. Mm -hmm. That just means they need like they help. Need help. They need resources. Like they need help for sure. And BB was definitely not getting the these here because first of all, um, she moved to a foreign country. She was from Canton, which is mm -hmm. I think part of China. I'm the geography teacher. Mm -hmm. She is. <laughs> but anyway. Um, like she didn't really speak English. She yes. was in this new country. Um, she didn't know all the op the things that were out there. And I think they should have looked into more of that. I mean, she didn't know to leave her at a safe place, which is a fire fire station. Yeah. Um, so even though like the McCullough's could have definitely given her a different life, I think um, in the end, I think she should have been with BB. That's what I think too. Mm -hmm. And I think this was also back in like the 1990s when the book was set. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe now we do have more of an understanding of like the mm -hmm. impact of trauma and the impact of people who, you know, have, have a lot of barriers against them mm -hmm. and helping them with those barriers, I think. So I think now, I think this would have played out differently. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like a lot of the families I work with, like they're still really connected to the kids' foster families. Mm -hmm. I think like one of the great things about foster families is they don't just stop being a support after like the child yeah. leaves if they're like a good foster family. Like they keep up with the kids and they like help the parents if they need babysitting or stuff like that or resources. Like they so I feel like something want to be there, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like something like that would have really helped, like with Mei Ling, if like both families could have worked together, but with the understanding that like Mei Ling is her mother. Yeah, and I kind of see where the McCalls were coming from. I mean, they tried for years to have babies. Yeah, they tried horrible for years to um, even adopt, mm -hmm. and they really struggled with that. And then finally, they have Mirabella. They love her. They think they've had her this whole time. Yeah. Um, so I kind of see where they're coming from too, in yeah. the fact that they're trying to do everything to keep her, and they feel like she was abandoned, even though she was placed at the fire station. She was abandoned. Um, so I kind of see where they're coming at too. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's one of those like yeah. talked about earlier about like how you can see everyone's side mm -hmm. and how everyone has legitimate you can see their thought processes mm -hmm. and what they're thinking yeah i mean it's a not an easy situation it's really not <laughs> it's, it's horrible on it all is horrible for everybody oh, like you just feel for everyone in this situation were you major spoiler coming up if you're still listening it's your own fault were you surprised that maylene kidnapped her i didn't see that coming when Honestly, this is a darker route that I'm fixing to go down, which I don't condone at all. And if you're feeling this way, please seek help. But I thought at the end when it was talking about BB and her decisions and the choices she was fixing to make, I honestly thought they were pointing to her like committing suicide or something because she was so distraught yeah, and so upset. Um, and so it did surprise me when instead of doing that, she just went and kidnapped her. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I didn't see that coming. For some reason, I took the darker route. And please, <laughs> again, yes, seek help. Seek help. Call the hotline. Yes. People are always willing to talk to you. Yes. Nobody, I hate for anybody to be in that situation. You're not yes. alone. Um, Someone cares about you. Yeah, we care about you. Yes. Um, but just like... I could see, like, from that perspective, she just lost everything. She's in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. she, she lost her child. She literally has nothing. And to me, I thought that was the route that it was going to go. Like, I hated for that. I was like, no, Mia, save her. Um, but I love that she kidnapped her. I kind of thought that she was going to kidnap her. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if she was going to be, like, successful. Yeah. Like, maybe she was, like, going to try and, like, be arrested or something. Uh-huh. But, Yeah. I have a question spinning from that. Do you think somehow BB was like able to like drug them a little bit because it said that they slept longer than they've ever slept before? 
And they slept like really, really soundly and deeply. And I'm like, maybe it's just because like they've had this child, this little infant toddler, like that they have to get up routinely through the night. Um, or something happened. Yeah. So that's my question. I think that BB might have managed to them sleep. Help them sleep. I don't know how she would have done it. I never thought about that. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. So that's my thought on that. Yeah. But either way, go BB. Right? Yeah. But if you are thinking about kidnapping a child, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> that's not go the best. Go through the proper channels. Yes. Work work a plan out. <laughs> seek help. Yes. We're not. We're not condoning anybody kidnapping any children. Please don't. If the police are listening. That's horrible. Um... But yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I want to go back to something really quick, if we can. Yeah. So, at the beginning of this book, I honestly thought that the setting was going to be, like, around our time frame. Like, it was yeah, written in 2017. Yeah, that's our next question. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Little Fires Everywhere takes place in the 1990s. Do you think the story would play out differently now? How? I think it definitely would have played out different. Yeah. And I didn't really realize it was in the 1990s until I think they talked about, like, Bill Clinton being the president. I noticed that, like, when they and talked about like, the flip wait? phone, like, the phone yeah. and the antenna on the phone, I was like, What's we don't happening? have antennas yeah. anymore. Like, I remember that when I was younger. Yeah, it took me a while to realize yeah. that this was not present day. Which I kind of like because I think that also, like, for all the big things that it talks about, like, mm-hmm. you know, racism, privilege... I think I like it being set in the 1990s because I think people get really defensive when we talk about this now. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's easier for people to digest if it maybe happened in the past and they can see, okay, mm-hmm. no. Like, we've changed, but we can also still learn. Draw so I feel like that mistakes. was a good use of that by Ing to kind of... Yeah. And I feel like with social media now, especially, like... Um, with all of these things, just with like the internet in general, I feel like with the internet, like we would have, like the Ryans would have eventually found Mia. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, with the whole court case with, um, BB and then the McCullough's, I feel like that would have been probably more widespread. Um, a lot of more opinions just because of social media and the internet. Um, I feel like, um, like, with the kids in high school, I feel like uh, maybe that would have been a different concept, a different story. Definitely. Especially, like, with the party. Um, yeah. And then whenever, like, Pearl and Trip would, like, go sneak off. Like, like that would yeah. be harder for them to do today. Exactly. Because many would have just been like, where are you? And you can, like, just look on your phone and be like, this location here. Yes, like, if they have five my friends on, yeah. which no one should have on, I'm just going to take a hard stance if yeah. you're listening, you have Find My Friends on. I only let my mom see it. It's only like if I'll let your mom. Yeah. Your husband is fine. But yeah. your friends don't need to know where you are all the time. Yeah. Let that be private. Yes. For your own safety. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're like a younger person and you like your Snapchat, that's also a thing. Yes. Please consider reconsider <laughs> letting people see where Please you're just at. Take a minute because there are a lot of like update your location after you left that place. Yeah, if you're going to a really cool place. Yeah, take your picture, have fun there, then leave that place, and then post your picture. Exactly. We don't need people coming after you. No. We also listen to too much true crime. Yes. So we care about you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think uh, definitely the time frame makes. A lot of difference here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of difference. Definitely. Um, so that was really interesting. I was really taken back by, wow, this is in the 90s. But then as I learned that she was from Shaker Heights, she was probably imagining her own like childhood, mm-hmm. her yeah. own teenage years in Shaker. I don't know if that's true, but um, that's where I was kind of picturing that going. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Our next question, do you believe Mia and Elena have changed as mothers by the end of the story? How and why? I think by the end of the story, 
they're back to kind of the relationship they had before or even stronger because you can kind of see like they kind of become separated in the book when Pearl starts to go to like the Richardsons. I feel like there starts to become a gap between them because they've been so close for so long because yeah. they've only had each other. Um, and so I think like at the end of the book when they have to leave and Mia reveals like this whole time I do know who your dad is this is yeah I was really surprised that she just told Pearl yeah all of it stuff all of it but I knew I feel like since she was so close to the Richardsons and Alina had figured that out um like with the surrogacy thing which we should talk about that in a minute I feel like um with Alina knowing and her being so close to the Richardsons she was probably like I just need to tell her like from my own perspective Mm -hmm. um, before anybody else gets that, gets that out. Um, so I was actually, I wasn't expecting Mia to tell her, but I'm really proud that she did, um, because it gave Pearl, like, I feel like it gave her some clarity. Um, and I also think it made their bond closer and, um, kind of bring each other back together. Yeah. I do feel like Mia and like Elena changed as moms. Because mm -hmm. I do feel like Mia, like I said, I think like she got closer to Pearl. Mm -hmm. I think that she kind of kept all that stuff from Pearl. And I think like Elena kind of realized that maybe, I think she took it really hard. I think one of the reasons why she went after Mia so much is because all of her kids like loved Mia. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that didn't fit in with how like Elena views motherhood. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like really hit her. Yeah, because Alina's, like, so prim and proper, and everything, as I said, everything has a plan, mm -hmm. and Mia is this free spirit artist who's, like, experienced the world outside Shaker Heights, mm -hmm. and so she has her own opinions and thoughts, and so, yeah, I think in the, I think it really makes Alina kind of look at herself as a mother and be like, oh, all my children are loving this person, mm -hmm. and... That's why she's kind of defensive. Yeah. So I think a part mm -hmm. of her was jealous of that. And then I think a part of, like, Elena also wishes maybe she was more like Mia mm -hmm. in being, like, a free spirit. Because she talked about how she fell in love with that one man, but she didn't yes. go with him. And so I think part of her, like, regrets that. I don't know if, like, regrets that decision, but, like, wonders yeah. if I was more like this. Like, would I have a totally different life? Mm -hmm. And then how it talked about how she never really, like, rose up in her career and, like, the other people had, but that she hadn't because she, like, wanted to stay in Shaker Heights. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And I will say that I kind of liked how we see that Elena is really, really hard on Izzy this whole time. But Very I like seeing the background of, like, she was scared that she was going to lose Izzy. Mm -hmm. And even though, like, that scaredness, I think it came off very wrong. I think Alina brought it off very wrong to make Izzy feel like she wasn't wanted, wasn't... Uh, yeah, like, always doing something horrible. wrong. Yeah. And I think this whole time, it was just Alina kind of fighting with those thoughts of she never wants to lose her. Like, there was that time it was a real high possibility. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and so I thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. thing. It's kind of sad, too, because you see how Mrs. Richardson, she does love her, but it's not being taken that way. It's and not, like, very nurturing. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good point of, like, both of these women at one point thought, like, they might lose their children. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how they reacted to that is interesting. Cause, like, it seems like Mia kind of, like, pulled her daughter closer Mm -hmm. But, like, Elena is kind of pushing Izzy away mm -hmm. or, like, making sure that she's safe by keeping her at a distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's a very complex book. It is very complex. <laughs> very interesting. Were you expecting that Mia was a surrogate? I kind of, in a way, was, like, the, the aspects of Pearl's of Pearl's like conception I felt was different just because I think I got the clue from like the picture 
because it said Madonna. I think it was like Madonna and Virgin Mother or something mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, that's smart. interesting. Yeah. And so I kind of thought of like something around Pearl's birth. There's something with that. Yeah. Um, I I think surrogacy kind of like briefly came to mind, but I was like, how would Mia, like this art student, get even caught up in that? Um, so I was kind of, I don't know. I was really confused on that part, but I'm glad that they really explained that in detail. Yeah, me too. At first I was thinking that maybe it was like another baby. That's what I because was thinking. Because I thought early on they said that it couldn't be Pearl. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, like maybe she has like another child that she did give away. Mm -hmm. And then I thought that's maybe why she's so interested in BB's story. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that she left with Pearl. Exactly. So there's oh, so many things to this. It's, yeah, it's a very... There's so much stuff in the book. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like, you know, it's by the mailman. It definitely wasn't boring. Yeah. Like, there's always something going on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, kind of bringing up the surrogacy thing, like, with the Ryans and her wanting to pay for her school. Like, I kind of see how Mia got in that situation. Definitely. But and I think her brother's death really changed her on mm -hmm. this is my family. Like, because she didn't have a really good relationship with her parents. Um, and so I think that really kind of changed her. Like, when her brother died, like, this is a part of me. So too. He didn't want this to happen kind of situation. Yeah, definitely. Can we talk about the prank that Izzy did with the toothpicks? Yes. I laughed so <laughs> hard, like, thinking about... And then when the teacher, like, couldn't go to the yes, bathroom. It, like, peed herself. I'm like, first of all, teacher, you need to get a new aspect on your students. Yes. Because what did she do again? She, like, made fun of... Made fun of one of the... Students. Uh, girls in Izzy's choir. Or not choir, but orchestra. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. And she was really shy. And so I get that. And I love how Izzy stood up yes, for her. Yes, I liked Izzy a lot. I really liked it too. Like, she I was liked, a rebel. She didn't yes. fit into Shaker Heights. No, I liked Izzy way when I liked Lexi. Same. Lexi was really annoying. Let's talk I'm about like, Lexi. Okay. Lexi, I think this is another one of those things where I really don't necessarily like them. Like, mm -hmm. the, her writing is so good that you can, like, see where Lexi's coming from. Yeah. Because I do think that they're, I mean, to a certain point, like, Lexi was just kind of ignorant mm -hmm. <laughs> about everything in the world. And then I did really feel for her when, like, she got the abortion. Did you think that she was going to get one? I thought so. See, I didn't know that she would because she was, like, so obsessed with babies. Um, I knew she was going to get pregnant. Like, I knew that that was coming. I mean, obviously, she's obsessed with Mirabella slash Mei Ling. Um, and then every other baby she sees, she's, like, stopping. And then she's telling her boyfriend about all these babies. Yeah. And even though she just got in, into Yale, I really thought she would go ahead and have it because she was just so obsessed. So I was a little taken back when she did decide to do the abortion because I just thought her character was, like, really that's what she wanted like everybody was telling her to go to yell but she wanted her boyfriend she wanted the baby and like have that house um yeah. i i felt like i thought she was gonna have an abortion just because i think that like celeste english trying to get like all the perspectives on mm -hmm. motherhood i think that was like the only one that was left yeah it was like having an abortion but then i also think like i feel like lexi felt really pressured I feel like she felt pressure to, like, to go to Yale. Mm -hmm. like, I don't truly believe that Lexi wants to go to Yale. Mm -mm, I don't either. And so I think that Lexi, I think, I mean, I don't want to blame like Elena, but I do think that like Elena has put this on her children that they like do certain things. And, like this how your life is supposed to go and this is how it's supposed to be planned. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Lexi really was under that. And so I, I wasn't really surprised. Yeah. 
I was kind of taken back when she put Pearl's name though Me too. down at the end. I was portion. like, this is gonna come back to I was like, all them. Pearl, first of all, you're asking this friend to take you <laughs> after know. that whole party situation. I know, when you she's leave left her, her and you're being a horrible friend to her, and then you ask her to take you and you're like, Oh, I just signed your name down for abortion. Like, like, you won't mind. Me? I do mind. Yeah. I mean, a, abortion is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And to put somebody else's name without, like, even considering, yeah. Yeah. So, I felt for Pearl in that Me moment. Too. And then it later comes back to Bite where they think Pearl did get the abortion. Yes. And that leads to Elena, like... Confronting Moody, which let's talk about Moody. Yes. I felt really bad for Moody. <sighs> he was so in love with I Pearl. I just wanted him and Pearl to be together. <sighs> I did, too. I thought they would I'm, be cute I really related together. to Moody. <laughs> I'm just like never being yeah. chosen, and then like she chose Trip, which I'm like, Ugh, ew. A Trip is like your cookie like cutter, classic job. Yes, pretty. And Moody was I'm like, sure. he had some soul. Like they both were interested in poetry. He yes. bought her things. But at the same time, I do feel like Moody put a lot onto Pearl, mm-hmm. and like he wanted Pearl to be this like perfect like. I think deep thoughts and mm-hmm. stuff. So you should have deep thoughts. When really, too. I don't think that's like who Pearl was. I think she was just her own free spirit, like Mia. Yeah, I think that Pearl or Moody put like a lot of expectations. That I think maybe Trip didn't. Yeah. It's like I understand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Like it's this book, it's so good because you're always like, well, yeah. Like I really feel for this person, but I also understand like this other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. So, this book is called Little Fires Everywhere because there are little fires. Little, <laughs> little fires. Everybody's world is on fire. Um, and so, at the end, did you think that Lexi was going to, or not Lexi, but Izzy, did you expect Izzy to be the one who actually did the fire? I, Even though she was I blamed did. for it? I kind of expected it to be her just because she, I know she was so upset yeah. with her mom about making. Basically, I mean, she did make Mia leave. Yeah. And I know, like, that Izzy loved Mia so much. Mm-hmm. So I kind of expected it. But I do think they made it clear that, like, Izzy wasn't trying to kill her mom. Like, she thought her yeah. mom was gone. <laughs> so I liked that they explained that in the end. But in the beginning, I was like, okay, here they're taking it out on poor Izzy again. And then True. she actually did it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but... She was, literally took what Mia said, like, just start over, burn everything and start over. And she literally... She literally was going to do that. Burn everything and start over. And so we see her. She hops on a bus looking for Mia's parents. How do you think that would play I, out? Like, how do you imagine that playing out? I don't know. I mean... Do you think it... Okay, let's go this way. Do you think it would be good or bad? I'm not sure. I don't know how Mia would think about it. it because I know even like Mia and like Elena have very different opinions. It seems like Mia is always like going to be honest mm-hmm. and tell people. So I feel like she would have to tell the Richardsons. Yeah. So I just feel like Mia has like almost like Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. where Lorelai is like there's like a mom code and like moms have to be honest with each other. Yeah. I feel like Mia has like the same kind of code kind of code about like okay well i have to tell your mom that you're here exactly because i know like that she would think like if pearl was missing i would want to know but i was i was i was hoping that izzy would leave with me and pearl i was i was hoping she'd catch up with them and so when she got on that bus i was like darn i know i thought that too so what do you think what do you think happens at the end I think Pearl and Mia, they start over. I think Lexi probably will are not I keep saying Lexi, it's Izzy. I feel like Izzy if Mia found her, she was in her home, but if she didn't, I feel like Izzy has no reason to come back. And I feel like she'll probably be on the run and just kind of be on her own because she feels like she doesn't belong and she really doesn't belong. And she thinks everybody hates her, so why should she come home? Um yeah. And then I think the rest of the family will just kind of continue on with their boring lives. Like, 
their pre-cookie cutter lives like they're supposed to. Um, I think Trip will probably always think about where Pearl is. I mm -hmm. think Pearl and uh, Trip will always like kind of have that connection. Um, and Pearl will probably they'll always wonder if like what if this had never happened? What if we had stayed? Uh huh. And I wonder like how Pearl would feel. I just wonder like how, how what do you think Pearl's feeling like? Her dad is like a surrogate dad. Like Pearl was not meant to be with Mia, even though Mia is her mom. What are your feelings on that? It's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like it's hard. I mean, it goes back to like the whole like BB thing. Yeah. Of that's her mom. Like, that's like her birth mom. But like, would you go back and see your dad though? If that's your dad. I think it'd be weird because then you'd have to also see the woman. Exactly. Who was supposed to be <laughs> your mom, but is not your mom. And that'd be weird. I don't know. Ugh. That's a lot for a child to handle, which is what Pearl is. Yeah. But I love how they explain, like, Mia paid them back for everything that they did for her. Like, she knew, like, she wanted to keep Pearl. Um, she paid them back so they didn't have to owe her anything. Um... But she just kind of went on the road, living her life. Yeah. So. I mean, they're like a lot like the McCullas. Yeah. And that they couldn't have a baby. Yeah. Now they thought they had this baby, and they don't really have that baby. Yeah. So like infertility was another thing this book really talked about. Mm-hmm. It's just basically like every subject you can think of. Yeah. That's debated in the world. Yeah. Was talked about. All in this the book. things. All the things. It was a good book. It was and a very good I book. I love the art in it. I'm like an artsy person. I don't know if you ever knew this, but my original thought, like when I was going to school, is I wanted to be an art therapist. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I wanted, I was really into art, like in high school and stuff. And I really wanted to pursue that in college hmm. and do art therapy, like try to do, because I have a degree in psychology, like we both have degrees in psychology. Mm -hmm. and you're fixing to be a therapist. And I just went a, a different route. But anyway, uh, that was my original plan. And I just love seeing the art in this. I love seeing, uh, I really feel like it is a true expression. You can see more expressions of who Mia was through her art. Definitely. Um, so I do feel like Mia was definitely more private and like mm -hmm. kind of mysterious. And so I do feel like when you read like what she was working on and talked a lot about like what she was actually thinking. Mm -hmm. And then when she left through. them all like a picture, mm -hmm. I really want to like see those pictures. So I, I, ho know. I hope the TV show will portray keeps that idea. See, and that's like when I was younger, like unfortunately, like I'm not into art as I was back then, but like when I was angry or upset or like had feelings, like I usually put it into like my drawings or my paintings or, Something like that. And so I kind of, I see, like, she's got so much going on. She's just getting it out there with her photography. She does. So. Overall, I just really liked this book. It was. We had a lot of great discussions on this. We did. I mean, I feel like we still go on. For a very long time. <laughs> just because this book is so packed of stuff. There's so much stuff, and I know we missed yeah, something. I know we probably things. missed several plot points. So if you have opinions, <laughs> let us know. We want to hear your yes. thoughts on the book as well. Um, that's why, as a book club, like we want to we want to hear your thoughts as well. So even though we're not in the same room together, even though we're just on your podcast waves, mm -hmm. um, let us know what you're yeah, thinking reach too. Out to us. Reach out um, if you feel like if you have other points. Yeah, let us know. Or if you have questions, or if we messed up. Yes, let, us, let know. us know. Let us know. We're not professionals. Yes, let us know. But I really liked the book. Definitely recommend it. I would it. recommend it for sure. Yeah. We haven't done a book so far that yeah. I hated, but I just... Mm. It was really good. And it's, it's another good. Reese Witherspoon book club. Yes. Um, we've been really pick. drawn to those We lately. really have. And what I'm going to do is also... we gotta we got to start drawing out. But <laughs> Reese, we love you if you're listening. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're dying inside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was Little Fires Everywhere. It was good. Yeah. I'm excited for March 18th. Yes. Catch us on Hulu. We'll be watching with you. Yes. <laughs> so, rate, subscribe, love us, comment, do all the things. Yes. So, continue to read. 
Yes, always read. Always read. Reading Yay. is the best. Bye! Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krupitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com.